0: Chapter thirty two of Soul Food. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording by Amy Benton. Soul Food by George Douglas Watson. Chapter thirty two. The Tender Lamb. There is a startling suggestion as to the revelation of our Lord's character in the use of the word Lamb in the Book of Revelation. The word Lamb, as used in Revelation, is a word seldom used in the Bible. The word lamb, as used in most places in the New Testament, is in the Greek amnos. But in every instance when the word lamb is used in Revelation, the Greek is arnion. This little word, arnion, means a little tender lamb. What a stream of christly character flows in upon our vision through the word arnion. From it, let us make the following suggestions. One, God reveals himself to us in the names which he assumes and there is a progressive unfolding of the different phases of the character and attributes of god from genesis to revelation the first name he takes in the bible is god in the original elohim which signifies the uncreated one the creator the next name he takes is lord of which the original is jehovah which signifies the living one one who has ever lived and will live forever it also signifies the life giver Whenever you find the word Lord in the Old Testament printed in small capitals, that is to indicate that the original word is Jehovah. The next name found in the Bible is the word Lord, spelled with a capital L, and the rest of the words in small letters, of which the original word is Adonai. This word Adonai signifies supporter, upholder, strengthener. Thus we have in these three words the Trinity. The Father is the uncreated eternal fountain. The Son, the Eternal Life-Giver, and the Holy Spirit, the Eternal Supporter, Comforter. As we pass on down through the Holy Volume, we come to other names and titles of God too numerous to expound in this place. He is called our Shepherd, Psalm 23. When we come to the New Testament, we find all the names and titles of God in the Old Testament are revealed in brighter and sweeter forms. Elohim is revealed as Father, Jehovah is revealed as Jesus and the Christ, and the lamb of god Adonai, is revealed as the comforter and sanctifier and illuminator but all these names and titles of god glow with intenser meaning and widen and deepen in their significance in the manifold ways in which they are used throughout the gospels and the epistles the book of revelation was written about a hundred years after the birth of jesus and by that disciple whom jesus loved who was very aged and his whole being flooded and matured with Christ likeness, and eminently fitted to be the translucent vase in which God could pour the ultimate and ineffable splendors of his character and word. And so I take it that this word, Arnion, that is tender lamb, gives us the ultimate and most divinely exquisite insight into the eternal loveliness of Jesus possible for us to receive in this state of being. As we move down the stream of that revelation, which the infinite and eternal one has made of himself, We find many tributaries of added truth and light pouring into the central river, and these confluent streams of names and titles and attributes and characteristics bear us on a tide of ever-increasing light and truth and glory, until we are borne out into the boundless silvery sea of the Godhead, whose names and character are God is light, God is love, God is a tender lamb. Such a revelation of God is exactly opposite to what any man-made theories would represent him two from this word arnion we gather the suggestion of the progressive unfolding of the perceptions of the living god in our own minds and experiences the average sinner though living in nominal christian lands with bibles and churches has a very crude and almost utterly unscriptural idea of god very little superior to the idea which a hottentot has of the almighty the very thought of god is that he seldom entertains and then it is mostly an annoyance and a pest to him when a sinner becomes serious and thinks of repentance and a new life his conception of god is not that scriptural idea of an infant loving personal creator who loves him and who loves to pardon and wash his soul but is a sort of a confused and a cold view of god which is made up of power and distance and severity and harshness with a touch of majesty and some other attributes if he does not hear warm and evangelical preaching he is very apt to drift toward the old Calvinistic conception of God, which, though it very properly recognizes in God, his eternity and immutability, and omniscience and justice and other blessed majesties which belong to him, yet it throws all the conceptions of God into the frosty dome of a cold winter night, which does not melt the heart with real pardon and peace. If this awakened sinner is led a step farther, and gets the conception of God as merciful and compassionate, he then begins to form more angelical views of the Lord. If his desire for salvation increases, and he has someone to teach him, or can get hold of Bible truth by some other means, he will get a perception of Jesus as his substitute, bearing his death penalty, and willing to pardon him through simple faith. When he believes and receives pardon that lets in a flood of new light in his mind respecting God and salvation, he then begins to apprehend God as a Father, and Jesus as a personal Savior but there are yet vast regions of bible truth concerning god which seem to him a puzzling twilight his perceptions of the trinity their distinct personalities and attributes hang like an undiscernible haze in his mind if this converted man aims to live a full bible life he will soon find a deep need of inward purity of nature if he is led through the appropriate steps to that experience and has a clear apprehension of jesus as his omnipotent cleanser and will enter that state very soon after this act of pure faith there will come to his understanding another sunburst of glorious perceptions respecting god there will spring up in his vision an intuitive vision of the godhead as father son and holy spirit he will perceive these ineffable personalities with a clearness and a joy of which he had no previous idea then the different names and titles of god in the bible will be luminous and precious to him it is likely that this man will be led through a series of trials sore temptations heavy crosses misunderstandings of others manifold losses and intricate manipulations of divine providence which will serve as a furnace with its white heat to thoroughly anneal all the previous operations of grace in his soul in this annealing process he will discover many things in his constitution or peculiar make-up which need grinding away, or mellowing and softening and sweetening, to make him more perfectly homogeneous with the characteristics of God. When the tribulation and the furnace have done their work on him, he will have a celestialized vision, a far-penetrating perception, into the fine and ineffable traits of God. He will discern things in each of the three divine persons, glimpses of their several majesties. He will feel an undefinable love for each of them which he cannot put into words. He has now reached that country in which the visions of God which were given to Moses, Daniel, and John become familiar to his daily thoughts. Sometimes persons in this state of soul will have sudden flashes of divine light in their inner spirit in which they will see a long interminable vista into the divine nature all saints who are favoured with these divine flashes bear uniform testimony that it seems to them as if an avenue of glory has opened to them in a stream of beautiful soft light increasing with ever-dazzling whiteness in the distance for hundreds and thousands of miles away brighter and brighter until it is lost in an undistinguished blaze of blinding light this vision of light for which there are no words corresponds to the unfolding of the lord jesus to his true follower which is an ever-increasing climax of purity, tenderness, and love, rising in ever-increasing degrees of simplicity and lowliness, until, instead of being the great and overwhelming Elohim, which broke the morn of creation, it is the unutterable love and tenderness of a little lamb. Oh, what a journey the mind has travelled across that vast stretch of spiritual territory, where its perceptions of God were wild, confused, and semi-heathen, to that state of complete transformation where the three persons of the godhead have become a constant sweet vision to his understanding and in whose infinite love he reposes with all his faculties outstretched in longing desire and gentle confidence like the snowy plumed sea-birds that float on the undulations of a glittering sea our perceptions of jesus grow just in proportion as we become united to him in our inner being and as we become like him in our affections and will and on the other hand the clearer and deeper our vision into his personality and character the more deeply we drink of his precious nature and become like him so that brighter vision ever leads us to a sweeter experience of his love and then a stronger love is ever widening and clarifying our vision thus it is like standing between two mirrors which reflect the same image back and forth ten thousand times the vision ever increasing the love and the love ever sharpening the vision End of chapter thirty two. End of Soul Food by George Douglas Watson